Hello and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. And today, well, it's we, snowy outside. It is. I um, hate it. It's going to melt. We were just talking about this, but before we, I, I want to talk about that, but before we do, oh, yes, I want to introduce, you've got, you've got I wanna, big breaking news. I want to introduce an old friend has big, returned big breaking to that news. podcast. Let's hear it. The red super sound box is back. It, Yay! It is repaired. Yes. It's just like a Honda. That thing's going to go forever. <laughs> I was thinking like a Buick LeSabre. Like never going to die. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, what's, what's interesting is um, finding out the origin of this thing, it's like five years old. It's been around for like five years, and this is the first time it stopped working. So all I had to do was replace, I shouldn't say me, a, uh, a bared replaced. Yep. Baird fixed it for me. Basically right. the way I fix things is I bring it to someone who knows better and has, <laughs> ha, and has a decent, um, precision screwdriver. Right. And, and they fix stuff. Yeah. So he got it going again. Yay. Yep. You took it to Baird. Can you shop? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's for Baird. It just keeps going. It, it does. That's <laughs> a long clap. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm not shoveling. No, neither am I. Neither am I. D U N. I'm done. I was doing it. I was really tempted to to fire up the snowblower one more time, but I thought it might might be a bad omen Mm -hmm. that God's like, oh, you wanna you wanna snowblow, do you? He likes snowblowing. (laughs) I'll give you some more snow then. (laughs) We We were talking about this before you came in that like any other place in the country in the United States, when there's a forty to fifty degree shift Mm -hmm. in the temperature. Um, the world is coming to an end mm-hmm. here. Eh, that's Tuesday. Yeah. That's just Tuesday. how we do. Yeah. Casual. Yeah. If you don't like the weather in North Dakota, just wait five minutes. <laughs> Classic joke. It'll go to another extreme that you won't like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but those like 37 seconds in between, you'll hit that sweet there's, spot. There's nothing better than fool spring. Fool spring? Yeah, the spring right before the second round of winter. Oh, yeah. It's just the best. That's like, like, that's like second days. breakfast. <laughs> Eleven Z's. We bought a brand new snowblower over the summer, and I used it one time. Really, one time. That's it. And you say that you're grateful for that. Otherwise, next year you'll you'll use it about 112 times. No, I'm fine with it. I, yep, I'm fine with it. I mean, I wouldn't take one for the team again like this, but you know, I'm I'm happy that we we made it pretty pretty yeah, light. We this didn't year. have too bad of a winter. No, compared to the last couple, my yeah. first two here were. Exhilarating. <laughs> if you can make it through those, yeah. you can make it through anything. Nothing to worry about at that point. Yeah. My, my aunt was here from uh, uh, Lodi, California. And uh, she was here right, right Ooh. when when we were in the uh, it hurts your face to go outside phase. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you made it through the worst. You might as well just stay. Yeah, you, We didn't really have any days this year where it was like, Oh, it hurts to breathe when I go outside. Uh, there was that stretch there. Uh, there wasn't too much stupid cold, and we didn't yeah. hit any ludicrous cold this mm-hmm. year. But. You know what's interesting about that is you're saying we didn't get anything ludicrous cold. It was like 23 below <laughs> for know. like three oh. or four days straight. <laughs> that's, 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 stu- that's stupid cold. It's the 90 <laughs> below that's that's ludicrous cold. It's like it wasn't windy, so it wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if there would have been wind chill, woof. That's another, that's another like North Dakota thing. It's it like, be so bad if it wasn't for the wind, when it's a hundred <laughs> degrees in the summer, it's like, yeah, it's, it's hot, but it's really the humidity that gets you. Well, yeah. it's a hundred degrees. Things yeah. are like frying on the, on the sidewalk. And then you get the reverse with the winter right. where it's 30 below. And it's like, well, it's not the cold. It's the wind chill as you're frying an egg. <laughs> we, yeah. Like deep freezing an egg the yeah. same way. Yeah. You guys are saying, ah, it wasn't that bad. I freeze frozen, uh, uh, freeze fried an egg to the sidewalk out front. Baird had to take a, an ice scraper to get it off the, the sidewalk. And then somebody said, is that pepper? And I said, no, that's little, like, <laughs> that's <sand. gravel. laughs> Just put a little so Tabasco I, sauce on that. You'll be good to go. I put it on a, on a plate and let it thaw to see what would happen. It was disgusting. Oh, you did? Yeah. What did you do with I it was, after it thawed? Well, I threw it away, okay. of course. I wasn't going to eat it or well, I suppose I could have refried it. 
if it's frying, does it decoagulate? Like, does it go back into like like liquid? Well, that's an experiment for next winter. I think. <laughs> Write that down. We already hammered a nail with a frozen banana. It doesn't. It doesn't turn back to normal. But boy, the stench sure builds up after a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, Baird had to scrape that thing off with the with the ice scraper. Oh wow. Poor Baird. Yep. He does all the real he real does. stuff around here. Yep. Yep. Unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Craziness. Well, you got something? You look like you something. got something. I got something. We got a, a wonderful question. We did. Through a sermon note, which yes. is where we get all of our best best stuff. Oh is. yeah, we get some good stuff through the <laughs> sermon notes. And so the sermon note ages are between like uh, sixth grade and 10th grade. And then anyone else who just enjoys writing a sermon note and sharing it with us after the fact, you're always welcome to do that. Mm -hmm. But this question comes in and says, um, so we say, the question is, did you experience God in worship today? Mm -hmm. How so? That's one of the questions we ask. This is what, this is what I'm going to call, not to give away his, his identity. I'm I'm just going to call him, uh, uh, by his initials. Okay. Double S. Double S. Double S. He says, yes, when we sang the peace that endures, I felt that if God has a peace that endures, why did or why does he let wars and fights happen? Mm. What a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a great question. And so what What do you guys think? Why, why do you... If, if God has a peace that endures or a peace that passes all understanding, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean? What does it mean to have peace, first of all? What do you think? Oh, gosh. I, I, I think of, of, you know, I relate back to my sister's accident a lot, just praying, and, and I just felt as bad as things were at that time. I just felt peace by praying and, and being with God. It's like an unexplainable calm. Yeah, right. Yes. I like that because I think that without an enduring peace that is actually godly, you're going to either be consumed by despair Mm -hmm. or rage. Right. You're going to go to one of those two extremes, just despair. There's there's no hope whatsoever, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to burn the whole thing down. Right. Right? Well, neither one of those is life giving they're they're both destructive mm-hmm. to to the nth degree the doubt that's where the devil likes to push us to to despair that god would be merciful or that god would give peace or that god even cares about you or to a pride that leads to destructiveness of i don't need god i don't need anybody i'll do what i want when i want how i want mm-hmm. and i think i think the the pride point is the more dangerous because it is more likely to lead to harm of others as compared to the despair one. Right. They're both bad mm-hmm. and you don't want to end up in either one of them. That's where the devil's got you. Yeah. Um, so peace is that sense of calm mm-hmm. and Just, hope. Yeah. And putting, putting, I put my trust in, God. And right. I, I just felt like, like you said, Sarah, just calm about it. Things are bad. And I'm not going to say I wasn't scared and I'm not, not going to say that, you know, I wasn't like, what are we going to do? But I also had that sense of it's going to be okay. Right. Everything's going to be fine. And I really felt that. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I'm not really probably answering the question, but, um, it was just a sense of, like you said, Sarah, calm. Right. No, I, I think you are answering that because, like, what you put your trust in is where you're actually seeking a sense of peace, a sense of security, um, a sense of calm, a sense of things are going to be okay. That's mm-hmm. that's that's what peace is, right? Yep. So, if God gives peace that endures, I think um, part of where double S is going here is that. Um, Peace is not ceasefire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can you can have like, like uh, you think about the land of Israel by itself, right? We got the Palest- Palestine and Israel, two nation states claiming the same land, 
giving it different names that are both historic. I mean, Palestine, the name Palestine comes from Alexander the Great. You're going back to 322 BC with that name. Okay. So, and, and interestingly enough, he called it Palestine because he thought it was the land of the Philistines. That, oh. that a thousand years earlier, mm-hmm. David had defeated. Right. So, you know, it just, it's just one of those interesting things about, about history. And there's this call through the UN or other places, and it's ongoing of whenever hostilities happen between those two um, irreconciling um, forces, the Palestinian militants and the Israeli forces, there's a call for a ceasefire. And it's always this kind of, it, 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 it's like a false peace because no one's putting down their arms no one is reconciling to each other, but it's it's what we think of, or we can we can we can falsely think of that as what peace is. But that's not what peace is. Peace is something that's inside, not just a laying down of arms. Well, actually, laying down of arms would be good, but it, like a standing down mm-hmm. of arms, but still having guns pointed at each other, ready to go right back at it. That's that's a ceasefire. It's not a peace. It's a different thing. So here's the question that he asks. Why did he let, or why does God let wars and fights happen? Mm. What do you guys think? Well, th- this is similar to the question that we had a, f- a few weeks ago. D- didn't we, with uh, uh, why does God let all these bad things happen? Well, it's well, it's the never-ending question. It's right. the one that we ponder our entire lives long. If I've learned anything from uh, just faith and also being on the podcast is God is really perfect. And for some reason he picked a good group of people who love to mess things up and that's what people do. Yeah, God loves a bunch of sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that the other option, like just think about this, um, just kind of just think it through. If, if you admit that we are all imperfect sinners meaning we don't trust God to be God and we want to be our own gods. And you got 7 billion God wannabes on the planet. You're going to have some major problems. Mm-hmm. And so God has two options. Find a way to reconcile a bunch of rebellious sinners because mm-hmm. that's what it is. We're rebels. That's, that's a war term right there. Yep. Sedition, right? Find a way to reconcile them all or wipe them all out and start over, right? Yep. And we tried, God, God gave us the option two, uh, way back with the flood. Mm-hmm. And yet even there chose to be merciful in order to reconcile his creation that he calls good to himself, even though the creation itself has rebelled against its creator. I mean, just what would you do if all of a sudden you're like, Hey Siri, I want you to call this number and Siri's like, forget you. I'm tired of calling that number. I'm calling whatever number I want to call. You'd probably throw away your phone at some point, right? Or you'd go get a Google Pixel. Something's wrong with it. I wouldn't go that far. But you would, you would not put up with that, right? Um, you would not put up with technology or or machinery rebelling against you in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when my car breaks down, I want to go get it fixed because I I want to reconcile it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always that point of no return where it's like, all right, this thing's unfixable. Well, by definition, we are unfixable mm-hmm. from the start as sinners because we've rebelled against our creator mm-hmm. um, because we want to be our own gods. And so God has two options. Uh, put us out of our misery. Mm-hmm. You know, we're totaled and go get, go get a better model. Or find a way to fix us. And the way God fixes us is by actually taking upon himself through Jesus, his son, all of that rebelliousness that separates us. He actually brings it to completion. I mean, think, we, we talk about, I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I think this is important. We talk about at the cross, what is happening? We can look at it and we can ooh and ah and oh, like, oh, what, a, what an uh, amazing sacrifice Jesus made. That just shows us how much God loves us. Mm-hmm. 
Really? You didn't know that God was love before Jesus died on the cross? I mean, we have a whole Old Testament of God reconciling his chosen people to himself over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. There's more going on there. And you can talk about, well, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sins. Okay, that there's biblical language there, but it's like it's it's like it's a transaction between God and himself. Mm-hmm. He sends the God man, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty for our sins in order to balance the the cosmic eternal ledger, right? Mm-hmm. And so what do we do? We sit there and go, Cool, thanks. We're not really <laughs> in it. We're, we're spectators in it in both in both of those examples. Mm-hmm. Those are two very famous atonement theories. The the first one is is known as the um, uh, the subjective theory, mm-hmm. and the second one is the objective justification or what's called vicarious satisfaction. It's the most popular one that Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Both of them are correct, but they're leaving out one piece because there's there, the, there's much more to the cross than just Jesus being a sacrifice or being the perfect example of God's love. Mm -hmm. Where do we fit in? And to do that, you got to look at the Bible. And if you look at the events of the Bible, who kills Jesus? We did. It's not the Romans. It's not the Jewish leaders. It's all of us. We are all implicated in the cross. Mm -hmm. And so the rebellion that began with Adam and Eve of wanting to be our own gods the battle, the war has been brought to a conclusion. How do you win a war? What do you got to do to, to bring about a complete ceasefire? How do you win a war? The Bible in the Old Testament talks about this. It says it specifically to the Israelites as they're going into the promised land. What does God tell them to do? Oh, destroy everything. Destroy everything. Why? To cleanse the, to, to cleanse it, to cleanse it, to, to, Fresh start. start. Yeah, start from scratch. And why does God tell them to do it? There's two reasons. Because if you leave any evil there, it's going to grow again. That's that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only grow again, it will seduce and corrupt you. Mm-hmm. And the rebellion will never end. Mm-hmm. But the other reason is, I have chosen a specific time and place to bring judgment upon a people for their sins, mm-hmm. because I am God. Now that that can punch you in the gut when you realize that God is God and I'm not. And that means that God can do with me what God wants. It's very cold, it's very calculating, but it's the reality that there's something bigger than me mm-hmm. that I can't control. All I can rely on is that bigger thing's mercy toward me. Mm-hmm. And God says... Um, you're going to stay in the wilderness for 40 years because the sins of the Canaanites has not reached its completion yet. As if God is like, I'm watching nation states, I'm watching people, and I'm being gracious, gracious, gracious until there's a tipping point where enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost God's mercy and ever-loving, uh, how's the Bible put it, loving kindness is something that allows sinners to get away with being sinners and harming other people because God is, it's not that God wants other people to be harmed. It's that God allows for mercy, um, a long suffering, merciful God. And when we look at that and we see the events of someone doing something horrendous, we think, why doesn't God step in and do something? It's not as if God is off missing it, God is responding in a perfectly just way that we cannot comprehend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why does God use war um, in such a way that the language that is used there is the original meaning of the term jihad. And so so much of, much of the Muslim faith has um, acquired certain understandings and, and made them their own from Christianity. Like, like for example, um, praying five times a day in the direction of Mecca was originally a Christian practice of Christians praying in the direction of Jerusalem. And if they didn't know what direction Jerusalem was, they would pray in the direction of East. Well, it's the same with Muslims too. If they don't know what direction Mecca is, they'll pray in the direction of East. Mm. Okay. Um, and interestingly enough, in our worship space, 
the place directly behind the altar, regardless of what direction it's in, is always called the east wall mm-hmm. because of that that old practice. Because you're praying in the direction of where Jesus is is um, crucified and risen. That's mm-hmm. that's the key thing. Anyway, so uh, but another term is this term jihad, which has come to mean something different in in Islam. But originally it was I will fight for you. The fight is mine. God is going to do the fighting. And so God brings judgment with the Israelites. He brings it first on Egypt with the deliverance in in the book of Exodus, but then a judgment on Canaan when he gives the promised land back to them. It it was their land going back 400 years beforehand to the time of Abraham. Um, Now, God says, if you do not cleanse this land, you will be corrupted by it and Mm -hmm. your enemies will destroy you. And you see that playing out through the rest of the history of Israel. Mm -hmm. Well, why did, why does God allow that? God allows the, the fighting the wars as a judgment upon the earth. And the thing that gets us about it is it's in God's completely hidden will. Mm -hmm. It's a big mistake to say, well, um, like for example, the nine 11 attacks was a judgment on America. Mm -hmm. Unless you've gotten a word from God directly saying that, uh, zip the lip. Um, (laughs) you don't know that. And to think that you do is to be arrogant. Rather, you need to go and be humbled before the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And really, you think about that event, many people turn to God to find peace at that point. Um, It's the same with any war. You cannot make that distinction. The reason we can say it in the Old Testament is because God himself says it in the Old Testament. Right. That this is why this is happening. It's a little peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not as if that is God's will that wars should break out in, in all kinds of circumstances, it's actually God's will for there not to be war. One of the top 10, he says, you shall not murder mm-hmm. and you shall not steal. Why does war break out? Because we have got a bunch of, of murderous thieves mm-hmm. in places of, of, you know, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying politicians here, but I mean, people empower that take over land and subjugate other people and so on and so forth. They want their stuff. They want their stuff. Whatever their stuff is. At the heart of that is not trusting God to be God, mm-hmm. actually rejecting God mm-hmm. for your own authority. And there will be a judgment that comes upon that. But here's the thing about God. God is long suffering and merciful. And so it's important to remember that as Christians, that the peace that God brings is not a worldly peace until Jesus comes again. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the powers of sin, death, and the devil have been kicked out of the influence of the wider reality of existence, the spiritual, and they, it's like they're contained on earth, like they're in a like they're in a cage. This is how Revelation speaks about it. Um, like the dragon, the beast, they're they're caged in. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're raging like like that and and um, having influence on people to turn away from God and to harm neighbor in thought word and deed. Mm-hmm. The peace that God gives is a peace of I am with you. Just like He says to Moses, I am with you, Moses. I am with you. I will not forsake you. And in Jesus, the rebellion has been brought to an end because. And this is getting back to that point. How do you win a war? You completely defeat your enemy. If you don't, you have the situation like, well, like Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. conti- Unless there's some type of coming together between those two sides, it's like there's going to be continued animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how do, you, how do you bring that to an end? If Israel completely defeated Palestine or if Palestine completely defeated Israel? Mm-hmm. You know, there'd be other repercussions across the world right. and more violence and, and so on. But that would that would be a finality mm-hmm. until, until that happens um, or if that never happens, until there's actually a brokered peace between both sides, there's going to be this continued, continued tension, mm-hmm. right? In Jesus, God chooses not to destroy the world but to reconcile the entire world to himself by allowing us to win. Because mm. what happens on the cross? Your sin is now named. 
it's not a, it's not like you can say, well, I'm kind of faithful to God and this guy's really not. So I'm better than him. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how the old Testament works. If you follow the the rules of God, you're better than others. And you see it with Jesus where the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the real religious people are like, you know, he's not saying how awesome we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't like that. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because Jesus was making the point that no, we are all sinners bound to sin, cannot save ourselves. All of us fall short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Every person on the planet, Jews and Gentiles alike. And what happens? He gets killed for it by our hands. Mm -hmm. So the entire, all of humanity rejects Jesus, rejects God where he promises to be. God shows up and no one wanted him. It's like that old, (laughs) it's, it's like that old promise. Um, or it's like that old comic strip. Uh, we, we has found the enemy and they is us. You ever heard that term before? No, it's an old comic. It's like, I don't, it's in these old things called newspapers. The Pogo strip. I think it was called. You guys ever look at newspapers anymore? No. What? Uh, what? Yeah, I know. Right. Um, (laughs) I I remember I was a I was a big fan of the far side though. Oh sure. The far side was great. I loved the I growing up I loved the newspapers. Do you know what a newspaper is? Yeah. But just for the funnies. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey getting silly putty out and you'd put it on the (laughs) on the the anyway. I mean I I digress. The point (laughs) is that at the cross, your sin, whatever it may be is not named as an action. It's named as an accusation of a rebellion that you are implicated in. Mm-hmm. Because at the cross, the accusation is you killed Christ. And in killing Christ, you are implicated in killing God. Mm. So that's 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 about that's what it means to be caught in the act by the cross. Mm-hmm. At the cross, God holds up the rejection of humanity of God where he promises to be in Jesus. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, is God will not be anything other than your God. God will not be satisfied until he can be merciful to sinners. Mm. It's not that God won't be merciful until God's wrath is satisfied. That's what, that's what the Credeus homo, the, the um, vicarious satisfaction atonement theory of St. Anselm says that God will, the reason Jesus had to die was that he had to pay the penalty for our sins because God would not be merciful until his wrath was satisfied. In actuality, it's that God will not be satisfied until he can be God, which means being merciful to whom he will have mercy on. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus dies and three days later he is risen, vindicating that he is God and also pointing out that we're all implicated. Think about the ones who are the best, Jesus' chosen few, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just that Judas betrayed Jesus. I mean, they all did. Peter denied Jesus. They all ran to the winds. The closest you could get is maybe John, like, shuffling behind <laughs> while he's being dragged off, but not one of them pulled out a sword like, not on my watch, I'm going to protect, you know. None of them went to the cross with Jesus. Even though Peter said, I will, I'll go with you. Well, mm-hmm. cock-a-doodle-doo, Peter. Yeah. Um, you know, h- how good is is your your bolstering in the end? Mm-hmm. We're all sinners. Caught in the act. Right. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Um, and so the best of the best are implicated. So much so that I always get a kick out of after Jesus is crucified, we hear about uh, Jesus coming to the door. I don't think it, the scripture talks about how they were afraid. They were hiding mm-hmm. from the authorities, but they'd already heard that morning from Mary Magdalene. The Lord is alive. Mm-hmm. You don't think that they weren't like having little droplets in their undies over the thought that <laughs> Jesus said this was going to happen and we betrayed him. Right. And he's here and he's here. What's he going to do to us? Hmm. I mean, there's a, there's that tinge of of holy fear of an almighty God. I've, I've never thought of that mm-hmm. before. Were they hiding from the authorities or were they hiding from Jesus? Well, I think it's both because when he shows up, they are filled with great fear until he says, peace. Mm. Right? Yeah. And that gets us back to double S's question. Mm-hmm. Peace is not ceasefire there's going to be conflict in this world until god is done turning sinners into saints through faith in jesus christ alone while that is going on we are called to endure 
faithfully and rest with a peace that goes beyond any understanding because we have Jesus. Because we have Jesus, we don't have to be afraid of death. Like, I, I, I know we all are. It's a very mortal thing to be. But I, I also know people who have lived a long life and have suffered a bit who are like, I'm, re- I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a faith thing in both regards. I mean, when you think about people suffering, when you think about the horrors of war that mm-hmm. people go through, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Is God doing that? No, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. To ourselves. I mean, it shows the level of, of evil and sin that we are able to accomplish when we really put our minds to it. Yeah. God shows up to bring peace in the midst of complete chaos and tyranny and strife. Mm-hmm. Because this is not the end all be all. We have hope for what is to come when there will truly be an end to war, when there will truly be an end to sin and to death. Uh, that's our hope as Christians. And it's right. that hope that actually has spread the church in the midst of tyranny and suffering and war and fights and all that stuff. God yeah. is working in spite of our actions rather than saying, you know, I'm calling I'm calling the shots here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I just covered a whole yeah. lot of stuff to chew on. That that's all right. Because are are you are you done with that? Because if you are, I have another question that kind of goes along with this, actually, the the whole war thing. and, and I'll give a really short answer now that I've said all that, okay, okay. To, to double S. Uh, if God has a peace that endures, why does he let wars and fights happen? Um, God lets wars and fights happen because God chooses to be merciful to sinners. Mm-hmm. That's the answer. And we have a God who chooses. Does God want wars to happen? No. Does he allow it to happen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the midst of that, he gives a peace that that is beyond any understanding. Yeah. Cool. All right. So do we have time? Yeah, we got a little bit. All right. So this question actually came up. Um, I just got a note on my phone that says, Ryan Janke, yes. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't yeah, you, I asked asked you. you asked for podcasting. Oh, today. right. Okay. Yeah, okay. I I sent you that while we were sitting here before we started recording. Okay. <laughs> well, he wanted to know, and I didn't want to leave him hanging. I just—it's funny to look at my phone and it, just a surreal moment. Ryan Jenke, yeah. yes. <laughs> it wasn't a question. There was no punctuation. True. True. It was a statement. I uh, an affirmative. <laughs> Incomplete statement. No it, punctuation. Yeah, yeah, I should have put a comma after it and then really left you like, what? Ellipses. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Do you guys ever get emails from people that, that you know the person and you think you know what they're talking about, but you have no idea what they're talking about? I got an email from you <laughs> that said something like, hey, disregard the last one. And I'm looking down like, <laughs> what last disregard one? what last one? That was today. And that was because uh, I sent you. I don't think you did because I only got one email from you. I didn't get anything else. Well, then I meant to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> you know what I, I think I it is? I thought I forwarded it to you. Now I have to look. Everybody's going to have to sit and, and listen while I look through Well, my I have a theory that goes along with this is I have a lot of coworkers at CCRI who will, like, if you're working at a site, they'll just call the site to ask you a question directly instead of, like, texting you or calling your cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I have one coworker who always just assumes that I recognize her voice. And oh. she's right in your guys' age range of, like, yeah. Gen X. Well, you, it, it could be that yeah. at our age range, you you forget your own name. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, no, sh- I, I'll have full conversations and finally it'll be like, oh, okay, yep, yep, I know who I'm talking to. And, I, and I, it's it's the mix of like <laughs> the confidence of, they knew know who I'm talking to. Right. And then the like, I don't want to say, I don't know who right, this right. is. Right, right. We've been talking for too long. Yep. It would be uh, uncomfortable to be I feel like, like hey, my dad, by the way. <laughs> I feel like my dad in the grocery store when somebody comes up to him and is like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good, you? You're correct. I meant to send you. So I thought. I never get tired of hearing that, Ryan. You are correct. You are correct. Thank you very much. Don't worry, we have it in recording. So you can just flip that bit out. I thought that I had sent you someone's sermon note, but it was not supposed to go to you. So then I was saying disregard, but there was nothing to disregard. 
You have so much going on oh. in your mind at once. Oh. Just so many balls in the air keeping yeah. things going. Nobody wants to go in there and and see what's happening because it's <laughs> you'd, you'd trip over something. <laughs> just just random cords <laughs> strung out all over the place. Boxes of paperwork. <laughs> all right. So what, 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 question? what was your question? I don't remember. No, I do. <laughs> so I thought of this a while back uh, because I watched a documentary called The Devil Next Door. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix. No. You, Sarah's seen it. Mm-hmm. So th- it is about a, was he in his 80s at the time? The first time it was uh, an old an old guy living in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he uh, had come to the United States and he was working for Ford at the, at the factory. And uh, he was regular at church. He had kids, grandkids, just your normal uh, uh, grandfather that came to the United States to, to better himself. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, hey, that's Ivan the Terrible, the guy who ran the gas chambers in the Nazi death camps in Germany. Or in, it wasn't Germany, it was... Was it uh, Austria or something? It, it was during World War II. Uh, but yeah. It was during World War II. During the Holocaust. Yes, mm-hmm. during oh, the Holocaust. My goodness. Somebody said, hey, that's him. It's Ivan the Terrible. And so they went through this whole process. Uh, they had him extradited. He stood trial. Uh, they said, okay, this isn't... I, they've, they decided there wasn't enough evidence to say, I don't want to ruin this for everybody. There's not enough evidence to say this is Ivan the Terrible. Sent back to the United States, kind of gets back into society again. Mm-hmm. Okay, this wasn't Ivan the Terrible, but he was there. Mm-hmm. He was one of these guards in the, in the, the death camps mm-hmm. during the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm kind of rooting for this guy. Like, I don't want this guy to be, I, not uh, like rooting for him in the fact that I don't want this guy yeah. to be Ivan the Terrible. This old man yeah, that I has kids and yeah, I, you they know, show I, his humanity. I want this to be a, a case of mistaken identity, right? I right. don't want this. Well. You're kind of hoping for the best and expecting oh, the worst hoping, of a horrible situation. Hoping for the best. So anyway, I thought of this question a while back and then it came up again, I think last week or the week before, uh, about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. So let's, let's say that this old guy was, let's say he was Ivan the Terrible and we don't real quickly. Do you know who Jeffrey Mm -hmm. Dahmer is? Do you know who Ivan the Terrible is? Yeah. Okay. So I always go to you as my litmus test to be like, (laughs) is anyone younger than Sarah going to know what we're talking about? So, yeah. Um, us old guys <laughs> talking old guy stuff. The old guy. Yep. So the question that I thought of as I was watching this, once I realized oh, this guy might be Ivan the Terrible. Mm-hmm. Just he, disappointment, right? For, like, yeah. And for, you know, whatever, 50, 60 years, he's going to church and trying to live a, you know, a good life, working to, to retirement at the Ford plant. Then you got Jeffrey Dahmer. And this question came up a couple of weeks ago here. Mm-hmm. And the question was, now, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, they had the footage of the, of, of the guy who could be Ivan the Terrible going to church and doing all that sort of stuff. But you hear the stories of Jeffrey Dahmer saying that he, he uh, um, you know, has chosen to ask for forgiveness from God. Like, I, I'm following Christ now. Yeah. Yeah, he did some interviews um at the, um, when he was in prison after, you know, after they caught him, after all the horrible things mm-hmm, that he did, mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about accepting Jesus as his savior. Right. And, and those are really interesting because it raises the question, cause you can see with your own eyes, like the Bible says, if you confess with your lips mm-hmm. that Jesus is Lord, um, and believe in your heart, believe in your heart. Yeah. That's the one we can't see. That's the one you can't see that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people can talk a good game, Mm -hmm. uh, but only God really knows the heart. Right. But it brings up an interesting ethical question that questions... Where'd they go? Yeah, the question's God. So I think I I know where you're going with this question, which is... is, That was the question. Where'd they go? Is is Jeffrey Dahmer in heaven? Is Ivan the Terrible in heaven? Right. Because there's outward signs of faith, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, 
Here's what I would say about that. You can speculate all you want about God's hidden will. God ultimately is the judge. There's no getting around that. Mm-hmm. Um, we can deny God till we're blue in the face. We're all going to die someday. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we are not going to overcome this thing we call existence as if we are um, the ultimate uh, arbiters of our own free will and therefore will overcome all things. Mm-hmm. The, the best that one can hope for if you want to be your own God is to be an atheist and say, I am in control of what I know and when I'm not here anymore, I won't exist. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, how fun that is, right? <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's a bit of a, a, a naive pie-in-the-sky way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the the immense complexity of creation, to think that that could happen randomly is, it, it seems far-fetched to me, but that's why I'm not an atheist. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a Christian. Right. Um, so you can speculate about God, God's will and what God chooses to do in his perfect judgment until we're blue in the face. Ultimately, we're not going to be satisfied by it. Mm-hmm. We need to go to where God reveals himself. Mm-hmm. And that's in his word. Um, God says you shall not murder. And God gives commands like you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. In other words, you're to love your neighbor and love God. Mm-hmm. If you're not loving neighbor and loving God, you're showing yourself to be a sinner who is in rebellion against God and rejects God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's everybody. Well, yeah, Jesus up the ante, right? He really did. Um, when he said, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, if you have anger in your heart toward your brother or your neighbor, mm-hmm. you deserve the fires of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that there's two different levels of judgment. There's the worldly judgment. When we not only sin, but also commit felonies, mm-hmm. uh, there are going to be consequences for that, which can include up to including uh, life imprisonment because we're a danger to everyone around us or um, the death penalty mm-hmm. because we're considered such a rejection of, of the society. Um, that's worldly consequences, a worldly judgment for what we've done. Mm-hmm. A godly judgment is a bit different because it also includes an eternal reality, mm-hmm. um, heaven or hell, right? right. Mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross, not just for churchgoers, but for sinners of all kinds. Jesus died on the cross for Hitler. Right. Jesus died on the cross for Mao. Mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross for Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. You think of, and those are just the famous people we know. <laughs> think about all the, you know, Ed, the yeah, Ed Gein and horrible, horrendous things that people have done. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. How do I acquire this promise? Because otherwise I'm still dead in my sins. Mm-hmm. Scripture also asserts that for those who have faith in Jesus Christ, we receive his righteousness, not our own. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something to, to be hopeful for. Um, do I think that Jeffrey Dahmer should go to heaven? Do I think that Hitler should go to heaven if he believes in Jesus? Should I think that Ivan the Terrible should go to heaven? Well, no. Uh, <laughs> my own sense of justice is like, no, no, no. I'm way better than those guys. I've never killed anybody. Yeah. It, but the bar is not one to ten. Uh, I, uh, as far as a person is concerned, Jeffrey Dahmer is a one mm-hmm. and I may be a 10, mm-hmm. but Jesus says, be perfect. Like your heavenly father is perfect, which means the bar is to a bar million. Too high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even higher. I mean, it's infinity. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can spit further than you, but it still doesn't get me across the, uh, uh doesn't get me across the street. Does right. that make sense? Yep. Or I, I, yep. That was kind of a bad analogy. I was thinking like spitting in a river. Anyway, spitting contest. <laughs> Let's back up. Um, I can I can run across the street further than you can in one stride, but it still gets me hit by a car because mm-hmm. I don't get across the street. So it's ultimately not about what you do. It's about what God chooses to call you on account of Jesus Christ. Now, what's interesting about Jeffrey Dahmer 
just because I've seen the the interview is that by his own confession, mm-hmm. he repents of all the horrible things that he's done. He wished someone would have told him Jesus about Jesus long beforehand, mm-hmm. because as he confesses, I thought that science was all there is and that I was an atheist and there was no consequences for any of the horrible things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Now, is he, is he spit, is he spilling a yarn? Maybe, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change the consequence that was going to happen. He was going to die either way. Yep. They were going to put him to death. His confession and repentance was not going to get him out of jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So uh, to me, that speaks to, If I have any hope, it's in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same kind of hope that you think of, of, of like the guy who was hanging on the cross next to Jesus, right. who starts out in one gospel mocking Jesus. And by the end is like, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what does Jesus say to that? Most likely murdering brigand and thief who deserved to be crucified. I mean, that's that's an insurrectionist. That's someone who's going against the state and most likely has murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. Now, if God can be merciful to someone like Jeffrey Dahmer or even Ivan the Terrible, or I'm not going to say Hitler because I've never heard Hitler say I believe in Jesus, but you said like Ivan the Terrible went to church and at least heard the gospel. Right. Now, did he have a, a change of heart? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've heard Jeffrey Dahmer say that he has, I don't know, the faithful thing to do is to say, let God judge according to God's perfect yeah. judgment. But I'm going to trust the promise that Jesus gives because I don't care about Jeffrey Dahmer. I care about Jesus. Right. Which sounds kind of, that's yeah, yeah. doesn't sound like a very Christian thing to say, but I'm more concerned with what Jesus has said and the promise that he has made right. than I am about Jeffrey Dahmer's confession. If Jeffrey Dahmer believes it, then God can forgive even a sinner like Jeffrey Dahmer. And if he mm-hmm. can forgive a sinner like Jeffrey Dahmer, he can forgive a sinner like me. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, does that mm-hmm. do you see how I got, got uh, there? I, I do. And I, I think you, you brought up a couple of interesting things that on, you know, on the one hand, you know, you, you're, I don't know if it's, if it's my sinful nature, but I would be like, oh, you could, he got into heaven. Like, why, <laughs> why did he work as hard as I did? You Are you kidding me? <laughs> But on the other hand, on the other hand, I, I hope that it's true. I hope that he did, and I hope that he, that that he that he, uh, um, you know, accepted Jesus as his savior and got into heaven. Can I share something interesting with you? When you get to heaven, there is no more sin. Mm-hmm. So any thought of questioning God's um, decisions are gone. Mm-hmm. What you just confessed is the same sin, arguably, of Lucifer. Are you kidding me? God's going to love those meat yeah. puppets? You know? <laughs> right. But, th- but that, I mean, I think but, a lot but, of people probably feel that. Because we cannot imagine life without the reality of sin. Yeah. We can't. We, we, have no, we have no concept of what heaven is actually like. Mm-hmm. And so we put it in, in human concepts right. that are usually about placating our sense of justice that is corrupted by our own sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. In heaven, it's going to be like the heavens themselves rejoice when a sinner repents. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And it also speaks to that the horrendous things that people do, God is bigger than those things. Right. God is not overcome by them. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately God is the one who, who chooses. Now with that being understood and knowing that we don't know how God is going to choose, where can we find um, comfort in the midst of speculation? We got to go to proclamation. We got to go to God's word because there we're not going to find God in his hidden judgment in his hidden will. We're going to find where God reveals himself in his son and mm-hmm. shows his loving heart and cling to him. And when you cling to Jesus, you change. Jeffrey Dahmer, by his own confession, seems to change. Mm-hmm. Now, did he really change? Who knows? Well, yeah, that, that's what we don't know. He, that's between he, him and him and his Lord. Right. Uh, his, his butt belongs to the state of, uh, <laughs> what state did he? Was, was, it? Was, was it Wisconsin? That's right. Yeah, Milwaukee. That's right. A lot of weird things happen in Wisconsin. <laughs> right? Isn't that the Netflix Ed, thing is in Wisconsin? The, oh, yeah. The, um, how to make, how to, 
how to mur- make, make a murderer how, m- to make, make a murderer, murderer. Was yeah in that, that and uh, i think ed gein was wisconsin too wasn't he i don't know there's a lot of weird weird folks in the washington area too that's and that and i grew up there so you had some some bad eggs doing some bad stuff mm-hmm. but you know uh, it's all D. over db cooper do you think he got away is that the airplane guy yeah uh, that's above my pay grade. I'm not, I'm not going to go into that one. Um, ultimately, the only way to overcome speculation is with proclamation. You mm-hmm. got you got to go cling to the cross again. Yeah. And when you're clinging to the cross, you're recognizing that judge not lest ye be judged. Right. So my hope is that everyone would repent and turn back to G Je- and turn to Jesus and, and be saved. And, and that there's no, there's no person who's so lost that they can't be saved. That's, that's a pretty consistent message in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that are, are so evil that ultimately the, the response is going to be, is going to be judgment. I mean, that's the other thing too. God's mercy is not indifference to sin or evil. Mm-hmm. In fact, the book of Revelation makes it pretty close that that evil has an has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Revelation is a message of hope because for those of you who are suffering in this current time, know that your suffering is is not going to be forever, and there's going to be a judgment, and mm-hmm. the judgment is good news for Christians. For the ungodly, not so much, right? Because evil is going to be destroyed. And God is going to destroy the destroyers. Um, until that happens, God is in the business of turning sinners into saints through faith in Jesus Christ alone. So we are one day closer to what's called the eschaton, or the end of all things. We're one day closer than we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means one day closer to Jesus coming back. So yeah. now we live in a time of faith and a time of the Holy Spirit where we live by faith with a peace that goes beyond any understanding in the hope of the resurrection, clean to Jesus every single day. And that will change how you treat your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Because if you love Jesus, you're going to love your neighbor. And you're not going to want harm to come to them. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Cool. How much time we got? About eight minutes. Man. So to I'm sum sure. up that question, is Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> in heaven or hell? I don't know. Leave it up to God. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we let everybody out early? Go for it, Ryan. <laughs> Who wants to pray? You got it. I got it? Yep. You've forgotten the last couple times. Wait, hold I, on. No, I didn't. <laughs> La- last week we did. If you're going to pray, I want to I wanna, uh, uh, see if I can figure out which one's a good one here. We'll take eight minutes to figure out what button <laughs> yeah. you got. Just press Didn't them you all. get a label maker from somebody? I did, but it's too small. There's no way I can get the label maker to work <laughs> on this thing. Why don't you make a, like a key? Like a print, a, a script almost I, for your sound maker. Well, the, the buttons, the buttons have things, but <laughs> laminated. The, the buttons are pretty clear. It's just like, what would be the best sound? We're gonna, we're gonna drop the bomb. There we go. Bring, bring, bring the thunder, Ryan. Anyway, I just wanted to push a button. <laughs> I think you should get a laminated sheet that tells you. <laughs> well, it would be like this makes gonna- a bomb noise. Okay, bomb. <laughs> This makes a clapping you, noise. Smiley you, face, you, frowny face. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have to have a grid like like one like, um, uh, A, two A, three A columns and and rows. If we do that, you know what we're gonna need? Huh? A script. And then in the script, I can put in when to make certain oh. like plan it oh, in advance. Oh yeah. Pause for yeah. laughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Write it in. That's one thing. Uh, <laughs> this is pulling back the curtain now, but I was talking to somebody and I was just, they were like, uh, so how much time do you put into preparing for, for the podcast? Less than 15 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's come through the door. What are we talking about today? I'm reading theology all week long, preparing <laughs> for whatever question can come our way. And Ryan never gives them to me in advance. So it's just a hope and a prayer <laughs> that I might have an answer. <laughs> Yeah, just be prepared Sorry. for anything, DJ. <laughs> I got all fired up there for a minute. That's, so. that's what the, yeah, what are we talking about today? I don't know. We'll see. That is a real thing because I feel like pretty early on, it started the bad habit of Ryan going, I got a good question, but I'm going to spring this one on DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a natural reaction. <laughs> Surprise him. <laughs> We're coming up on the on the one year uh, uh we anniversary are. of that podcast mm-hmm. wow. starting technically it was april 
Like the first week of April, yeah. I think. Well, so technically today, March 11th, when we're recording this, is one year of COVID. I thought so. it was the 12th. Was it the 11th? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Oh, this is what, what I What a to dumb do. name. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Heavenly Father, thank you. Uh, thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for... Um, Thank you for the people who um, who listen and who submit questions and who think on uh, all these things to um, try to better understand you uh, and try to better understand how to um, love our neighbor and just advance your kingdom, Lord. God, I, uh, I thank you for your mercy. Uh, I thank you for having mercy on a, on a sinner like me. And Lord, I, I pray that others would find you, however that is, uh, whether it's uh, uh, somebody listening to, listening to this saying, hey, you should check out this, this podcast. And, and um, they're able to um, just hear about you, Lord, uh, and, 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 and come to you and submit to you, Lord. God, I thank you for Sarah, and I thank you for DJ, um, and uh, I thank you for you, and I thank you for sending Jesus for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Exactly right. All right. Well, we have services coming up, and it's not too late to hop on uh, Lent services that we have at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday evenings. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook, atonement.live, atonementfargo.org. For some Lent services, we've got those going on on Wednesday evenings in Holy Week. We'll have Thursday and Friday services as well at the same time, right? 6.30 p.m.? Yep, 6.30, noon and 6.30. And we are on site as well. But the big one is is, uh, once we get past Good Friday, uh, Holy Saturday, or what's called, I think think it can be called Good Saturday, we're going to have an Easter egg... Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Is that what we're calling it? I think e- extravaganza. Thought it was the Easter egg scramble. I think it's Easter egg scramble. But what you, I like the Easter egg extravaganza. <laughs> uh, but yes, the Easter egg scramble, um, which uh, is pretty much self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not eating scrambled eggs, I don't think. I don't think so. But it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of a lot of fun family stuff here. It's usually a pretty big event. So. Yeah. And then on Easter Sunday, April 4th, we're going to have five services. No. Yes. Five services on site and two services online. Yes. So I don't know if that's seven services or if it's five services plus plus two or plus, I don't even know how to do it. So yeah, yeah I just thought of on two uh, services, we're going to be meeting on site and online as one big church. I just thought of a motorcycle and a sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> right. There They're you go. Going along together at the same time. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, one, one church beyond time and space, right? Yeah. So, um, the, the first, interwebs, the interwebs, the first service on April 4th, Easter Sunday is our sunrise service at 6 30 AM. This will Ooh. not, this will not be broadcast, right? This will just, uh, this service will be on site. Will you be here for that? I don't know. It yeah, all depends on, on the marching orders we get from uh, El Capo. That's, uh, early, that's early in the day, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Spanish, so I hope I didn't say anything bad there. <laughs> I don't know Spanish. The, the boss. Isn't that the capo? The I boss? have no idea. <laughs> no, anyway. I just thought of El Chapo. El, I think that's yeah, That's a bad though. guy, isn't it? Yeah, that's different. <laughs> what I mean to say is our fearless leader, senior pastor, Paul Cross. And so um, that's at 630. And then we have... Two services happening spontaneously at 9 and 10.30. Yes. The nine, Simultaneously. Yep, 9 o'clock traditions service in the sanctuary on site will be at 9 and 10.30, um, but we will be broadcasting online at the 9 o'clock. Yes. So if, if you want to be a part of that service and are not able to come to the building, we want you to still be... Uh, connecting and being part of part of the church, part mm-hmm. of church at nine o'clock for the traditions service. The modern service will also be at nine o'clock in the arc mm-hmm. on site and ten thirty, and we'll broadcast the ten thirty service. So mm-hmm. if you're joining us from home, 
uh, you can be with the church in real time at 10.30 a.m. for the modern service and 9 o'clock for the traditions service. And so those are the those are the five services we'll have. A lot, yeah. lot will be going on. For uh, those of you trying to visualize all this, uh, DJ is actually on a whiteboard right now, uh, circling <laughs> and drawing. It's kind of like that meme where it's yeah. the glass and the chalkboard marker and she's doing all of the math in it and that stuff. Yep. yep. Do, you, do you remember John Madden? And he goes over to this side and boom, that's just how you get, that's how you make touchdowns. Uh, Brett Favre. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of post-it notes and, and tacks with string. So, all right, that's all I got. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm afraid you're going to mute me. I'm not going to mute you. All right. My finger was shaking just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I like. know. I know. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And come back next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast.